Hello everybody, this is Sean and hoping you all are fine out there. This is the 8th episode of my podcast show, Blytalks. At Blytalks, we talk about being happy, motivated and learning to pick some positives from everything around us. And that learning and that experience should drive us to be happy at the end of the day. I am happy fooling you and I'm not pulling an April Fool's joke. This is how our guest speaker introduces himself. Intrigued? I'm sure you are. Have to be, right? When I say happy fooling you is a clown, you will relate to the name better and you would think of a normal clown from a circus or a show. But... Would you believe if I told you I am talking about a lieutenant commander of the Indian Navy? As unbelievable as it may sound, it's true. Today we are going to meet the incredible retired lieutenant commander Praveen Tulpale, also known as Happy Fooling You. Now, Mr. Tulpale found that spreading happiness is his calling. And how did he do that? We will find out from him soon. After seeking voluntary retirement, which means retirement without any pension or anything, from the fine services of the Indian Navy, Praveen Tulpale, a President's Gold Medal awardee, chose to become a clown to spread happiness and joy amongst those who are deprived of the same. And then and there, Happy the Clown was born to meet, entertain and spread good cheer amongst patients in hospitals, children in orphanages or shelters and senior citizens at the old age homes. He has been the happiness ambassador of a reputed multinational chain. He was engaged in spreading goodwill and trust through value-based edutainment capsules across the length and breadth of India. The MNC had put their brand on his trustworthy shoulders for over 20 years. He has been one of the most active performers those days, doing as many as 3,400 appearances in a year. And I mean, that just wow. It's amazing, right? How you can spend so much of your time spreading happiness and cheer amongst a whole lot of different people and get happiness from that. I mean, he's just an amazing person. And now we will meet Happy and learn more about him. Hello, Happy Fooling You. How are you today? As always, Happy. Happy is my name and happy I shall be. Come what me. <laughs> you look very different from your TED Talks that I've seen you before. And, you know, I see with the hair and everything. <laughs> Yeah, you, you actually look like a Santa Claus and it sticks to the theme, you know, giving out happiness. Yeah, exactly. I mean, actually, uh, you got it right. You hit it on the target. This belongs to Santa Claus. I do play Santa Claus. I portray Santa Claus in uh, the Christmas season. And this is, again, a gift of uh, Corona. 
COVID. Oh, yes. Not to me, unfortunately. But since the salons were closed and shut down, last year I thought, let me grow the hair. And then after a couple of days, I realized that if I actually grow it to about 10 to 12 inches of cuttable length, I can use it. I can donate it to a suitable NGO, which will make a nice wig out of it to some children who have lost their hair or some ladies or gentlemen who lost their hair due to radiation or chemotherapy. Oh, <laughs> even I, I had a long hair. the best of the things. Oh, really? Yes, you yes I have. Of course. Yeah, so I cut it off, you know, after, you know, the COVID cases, like, you know, went down a bit. I can understand. Yeah. Yes, yes. So to start off, the first question that I wanted to ask you. I, now I know, like many I'm people, scared might... of questions. <laughs> yes, <laughs> even I am. Like questions are absolutely terrifying. Yeah. yeah. So the first question, like I know you might be experienced answering this because I guess many people must have asked you this before. So, but this is the main motivating part of the question. Like, how did it all start? Right. How, how did all of this start? You went from, you know, being the, you are what, Lieutenant General to commander. Right, commander. Yes. Lieutenant Commander to a clown. So it's shocking. Right. And what <laughs> motivated you? Okay. So, okay. So it obviously did not, though the trigger was overnight, the trigger was overnight, but the transformation did not take overnight. Uh, fortunately for me, the buildup started right when I was around 13, 14 years of age. I, and that time I did not myself know that I would even join the Navy or the Air Force or the Army or at one time take a right turn and get into clowning. Everything was a suspense for me, but like they say, destiny or something continued to shape me. Things kept on happening. I started as a young boy magician when I was 13, 14 years of age. And like, I thought I was the boss. Nobody could, there was nobody that I could not fool. I did a show. I had collected some 15, 30 tricks by then. I put them all together, drew my mom and my brother out of the house for a day. My dad was posted out of station. Entire drawing room uh, was mine. I became the magician and whatever friends I could gather by selling tickets, I think 5 paisa and 10 paisa. I'm talking about 75 okay. or 76 perhaps. Drew them out and whatever collection I had made myself, it was like more of a DIY magician. And I showed them all and all the money that I had, nice about, I think 15, 18 rupees or something like that. I invested in a rubber stamp which said Magician Praveen. And then I went about stamping everything, everything that did not move had carried the stamp, Magician Praveen. That stayed, not just the stamp, but that magic stayed with me through my school life, through my college life, and even my naval career. Uh, Navy was kind, though I had my other official duties to perform as a communication specialist or even before as a non-specialist officer. I was always given the task of handling some entertainment for the unit. The unit's picnic or the ship goes on an outing or there's an evening get together in the mess or children's day, Navy week celebrations. They always knew Praveen is there and he'll uh, hold the mic, talk to people, show them some tricks, keep them busy, keep them amused. Little, my friend, little did I know that subconsciously I was getting trained to be a magician. See, the Navy is a fantastic service. All the forces, the defense forces, 
are fantastic forces. Service, they don't just train you to be a soldier or to fight. They train you to be a man. They separate out the boys and the men, right? The wheat and the grain. They train you to hold a mic. They train you to talk to people extempore if required. They train you to hold an audience and they don't let you waver from there. They make you a leader. At the same time, they also make you a person who can follow a leader. They need both, right? At times you're a leader, at times you're a follower, a part of the band. Kept on happening and the change actually took place in the year 2000. The brainwave or the lightning, thunderbolt or whatever hit me. Until then, I was, you know, what, what, what does a magician do? A magician fools people. Yeah. He's like that smart aleck. Right? I can do this. I can do it right under your nose and you will not catch me. It's like an un, unspoken challenge. Not everybody likes it. Not everybody likes to be fooled all the time. Once in a while is okay. So I realized there's something wrong in perhaps my understanding of uh, being an entertainer or a magician. Let me do something else. So I try, started thinking as to can I do something where my magic fails? My magic doesn't happen. And unless I tell Sean, Sean, can you tell me your favorite magic word? Or what's your favorite color? If I say that favorite color magic happens, then what has happened is the magic has happened. But it's not because of me, it's thanks to Sean. His magic word has worked. That makes you happy, right? Yes, because I feel if I'm in a gathering, mm. exactly. And if I'm sitting in a gathering or performing over a gathering, and a five-year-old child comes and helps me do my magic, imagine how much happiness the parents get. That in front of a crowd of three hundred, that child was instrumental in making my magic work. Then I realized this can happen as a magician, but it would be better if I become a clown. But then I've got a legitimate reason to fail, my magic to fail. Okay, a clown, they don't expect a clown to be a very proficient magician. They expect him to have a bungling, awkward guy. So I started doing that. And this particular incident happened in the year 2000, somewhere towards the end of the year, where the entire neighborhood, my community, naval community, a few civilians that I knew at that time, were aware that I would do magic tricks like my friend's kids' birthdays or my own kids' birthdays, I would perform. No money, all gratis, free, just to create a nice atmosphere there. I would also perform for the naval charity. So somewhere, a civilian lady called me up that evening, afternoon, and said, Praveen, Sunday, I think when she called it was Thursday or Friday. This Sunday, we're entertaining a group of kids. Will you come and entertain them? So yeah. It was a Sunday. I was not on duty. And since I was not doing anything for commercial reasons, I did not have to worry as people would report me or something like that, right? So I said, yes. Just I was keeping the phone down. We used to have those phone phones those days, table phones. Just I was keeping it down, the phone crackled, kept on crackling. So I thought there's something she got to say. So I picked it up and said, yeah. He said, hey, Praveen, you're doing that colorful thing, a red nose and uh, all those things these days. Would you want to come like that? Children will be more happy. I got one more posture to test out my uh, new skill. I'd already started experimenting with colors and all those things. I said, okay. So Sunday, I reached that place in whatever full regalia, my costume, it was there. And once I peeped into the room, 
I took a step back. I was not sure I was prepared to perform for that crowd. Because there, inside that hall, were about 25-30 children, all serious patients, cancer patients. Typical, uh, those days, only a serious patient with a breathing problem or an infection problem would wear a mask. Not like today. Today, everybody wears a mask. If you're not wearing a mask, there's something uh, wrong. There were masks, there were caps under which there was no hair, bald heads, some attended people, some on a wheelchair and all. Then I realized, have I done something wrong by even not asking that lady, what type of a group do you have? I'll just give a small example. Suppose tomorrow I fall sick and you come to know Praveen is sick and he's in so-and-so hospital. You'll take your time whenever you find it convenient, you'll come and uh, meet me. When you come to the hospital, you'll go to the reception, ask which ward is Praveen in. She'll tell you the ward number, bed number or room number. And you'll come directly there. You're like this. You're only looking for Praveen. Where is Praveen? Where is room number? So and so there, right? The entire hospital is invisible to you. You're only looking for me. The entire people sitting in the corridors, patients, families, you know, bad or this thing, miserable people, unfortunately, you'll not notice them. Not that you're not sensitive. You're very sensitive. But you right now are coming only to see Praveen. You meet Praveen, you give him that uh, mandatory two uh, Mosambis and one orange and one apple. And you say, get well soon. And you go back. Again, like that. You came, you went. Those people existed, but not for you for that time. Why? Because you came for me. Not that you did not have empathy for them. But you're not looking for them. You're not, you didn't have to interact with them. But here I was challenged with interacting with this entire group of children whose seriousness or the gravity of this disease I didn't know. One could have been just in a fresh case, one could be on a terminal stage. I had two options that time in my hand. One is to take a step back, call that lady out and tell her, sorry ma'am, I did a mistake. I cannot do this. Pardon me. I'm wrong. I'm sorry and go back, leave the entire crowd high and dry. Second choice was what the Navy usually teaches you or the forces. And once you made a commitment, stand by it. And the training stood me in good uh, standing that day. I took a step forward, a deep breath, and we went into the show. The show went on beautifully like any other thing. There was no differentiating from these children and other children that I meet outside. The same joy, the same enthusiasm, the same curiosity. And there was one particular child there, about five, six year old boy, who was very curious and very comfortable in my presence. At times you see a clown in person, you are likely to get intimidated. It's different to see a clown or a cartoon character on a TV or in your book. But when he stands in right in front of you, you must have seen at parties when there's a big mascot, some children get scared. They don't expect him to be there. They want him only in the book or the video. One child was so comfortable, he would play with me. He would go to the table, try to see what is my magic trick in the box. Put his hand in my pocket. Very comfortable. A lot of pictures taken that evening. Everything went on well. We had the sandwiches and wafers and everything. Typical birthday party set up 20 years back. Everybody went from wherever they had come. For me, the session was over. I had come, I had done my job and gone back. Two days later, that lady called me up. 
प्रवीण आज का पेपर देखा समथिंग इंटरेस्टिंग पेज सेवन समथिंग गो सी यू आर देर so quickly i sent somebody got my copy and we checked and there i was in a black and white picture with that small child i mentioned that curious guy both of us there and the ngos name and all those things spreading happiness and all those things called her up and said thank you so much you made my day very very special i cut that out laminated it and showed it all around and i became world famous 20 25 families in my unit that time and we were i was world famous evening i showed it to my kids when they came back from their school and after that the matter ended so we thought but it not two days later that lady called up again and before she could say anything i said hey i'm so sorry you did a nice thing for me by getting me to that child and that show and see what has happened i would like to say hello to that child and say thank you to him See, I was not important. The child was important. The photo carried more of the child than me, right? How the child was enjoying with the clown. She says, "Praveen, yeah, that's a good idea, but sorry, you cannot do that. That can never happen. But the child is no more. A sweet little guy I meet a few days ago, and uh, today is not there." and he is the instrument to make me popular make me famous for myself he gave me happiness so we started talking about him she said yeah he was terminally ill but he had a lot of enthusiasm that day because of one reason i said what she says he had a list all of us have a list a bucket list yeah i want to do bungee jumping i want to do this i want to do that and all those things there was a short list he had and out of that one particular entry was meet a joker in a circus i was neither from the circus i was not a joker in the right sense but he identified me with that and he was happy that day that one of his bucket list items was ticked off and perhaps that is what gave him a closure to himself and he left us all it was a shock initially that what have i done had perhaps उस दिन अगर हम लोग नहीं मिलते Weekend, and his parents said he was relieved of the further stress. Then I realized, yes, Pravin, this is what you should do. You should spread happiness to people who are deprived of it, who have no source to it, access to it, or perhaps everybody around you. Make them happy, even if it is at your cost. Navy has trained you. Navy has given you a lot of good things, but now it is your turn to give it back to the society. so it was not an overnight transition from a lieutenant commander a gazetted officer in the indian navy to a clown wearing outlandish colored clothes and a wig and a set of boots and all but that's the story okay that is 
quite you know motivated how yes it's intense. intense yes intense is the right word you know you were, you had been a performer since you know throughout your age since 13 14 and i really related with the part you know putting your stamp here because that's what i've done <laughs> that's exactly. what i've done okay. yes. yeah i can see that yes yes um and yeah like as you said the decision was made overnight it was a impulsive decision but then the entire the preparation started took time. yes yes so now one more question i have related to us you know as teenagers as children now we are at a stage where we are finding our passion right you said that you knew that your passion was magic you know fooling people so first of all how do we as children you know maybe find our passion and how do we be good at that thing and as you said be successful at that thing whatever our passion is and it's not necessary we have to take it as a career but then it should make us happy right there is a was a great thinker called bertrand russell he quotes not verbatim but something like this that a uh, happy life a good life as i see it is a happy life not that if you're good you're happy but if you're happy you will be good right yes and there's somebody else who also says choose a job that you love and you'll never work for the rest of your life so choose a job choose a line where your passion is connected right and the rest of the life you're not working you're just enjoying your passion today i'm not working you say somebody says what are you doing are you working i said no, i'm not working i'm enjoying passion how does passion get ignited in you teenagers don't mind my saying this but i went to the same phase all of us do the hormones are raging you're growing there's peer pressure there's girlfriend problem there's peer friends problem there's studies problem you're getting pimples your hair is growing you're growing taller your color clothes are suddenly not fitting you and all those things and in all these things you find your parents don't understand you they do but it's we as if i am come call myself a teenager for a while now it's i that do not appreciate that my parents have already gone through this so it would be better for me to take their advice may not follow it exactly in toto but at least let me listen to them right if i am blind and i seek the experience or a guidance from a blind person both of us are destined to fall in a ditch but if my guide has at least one eye he will hopefully not let me into the ditch right so our parents our teachers are not our worst enemies when we are teenagers they have already tripped fallen recovered and are stable on their line now it's good to take the advice and for parents i say please do not push every child is different somebody made a comparison that day yes If you had asked perhaps uh, Sachin Tendulkar to sing like uh, Lata Ji or Asha Ji, he would have failed, right? And then you could have said Sachin has failed. No, Sachin has done extremely well, exceedingly well in his own profession or his passion. You can't expect a turtle to climb a tree, but he'll be good at diving underwater and all those things. Okay, so that was. 
the passion is something that comes to you right you have to and as you quoted you have to be happy so then only then you will be good at something you do not have to focus on being good it just comes to you good will and, happen yeah so regarding to this you have done magic what since an age of 13 14 how do you say determined to do that one thing always like you keep changing but then how how are you focused on doing that magic you know nowadays that we have a short attention span you know it's one thing the next second is the other so how do we focus on that one thing because there are so many avenues and uh, technical gadgets available that our attention span has reduced i am no different today my attention span perhaps is as good or bad as a teenager okay it's good that you caught me glued here for a long while now So I would have gone away searching my WhatsApp. Who sent message? Who sent? Yeah, all that stuff. I'm happy you're also not doing that. We're talking to each other. But this, there has to be a purpose in what you're doing. Once you realize that, why should I practice? I used to practice card tricks for hours together, coin tricks, hours together. Even if there was nobody watching me, I would still practice as if in front of a mirror. They say when you become a magician or trained to be a magician. you practice in front of an audience which is make believe a mirror so that you're performing to the mirror you also see angles because there's nothing called magic as such right you see the slit of hand or something some gimmickry some shady thing that i'm doing when you're not watching or an angle which you cannot see so i have to keep looking at myself at the mirror and see okay can, if i do this will he see me will he see me will i see my dirty hand dirty hand in the sense if i'm hiding something okay that way so you got to constantly practice you see you practice not until you get it right but you practice until you cannot get it wrong so even if you're blindfolded in your dark uh, room and you've just a thermal camera observing you you should be able to fool that cap you, you can't see anything but you should still be able to fool that cap because i mean see a magician what is a magician or who is a magician he is only playing the role as an actor to be a magician they are not magicians you are what you are like right? sham you are conducting the interview you are not pretending you are conducting an interview yeah i when i say i am going to do magic i am pretending that praveen is now a magician and i am going to pretend i am magician but i don't tell you i am pretending but i am pretending i hold a magic wand in my hand and i say that's magic and it's does magic uh, stuff i'm trying to convince and sell it to you how will that happen that will happen only with communication verbal or non verbal and at that time when i'm trying to convince you tell you a story trying to get you involved at that time if i'm going to see where is my coin where is that bird that was hiding in my sleeve perhaps i lost it right human tendency is when i look at you you look at me when i look at my hand you look at my hand and if i'm going to look hey where is that pigeon that had hidden somewhere Okay, <laughs> it's lost. So I have to be such a perfectly well-oiled machine for that particular three minutes, five minutes, that I can talk to you, and while talking to you, I can do the dirty work and fool you. That can come only and only with mechanical practice first. Mechanics have to be thorough first. Psychology comes later. You have to give. You think when uh, cricketers play a particular shot and. Off drive or a hook or something. They say, okay, page sixty-three, left foot back. This thing, then I bend back and then 
uh, swing my bat. No, they have practiced it so well. When they see the ball falling short and rising, they know it's either the hook or the pull, right? Or a duck. Para they just sit down. So comes I mean, that comes by intuitive. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And that that develops your intuition, your reaction. That's it. Okay. So practice, yes, it plays a huge role because you cannot learn something just by the book and be extremely good at it, right? You'll have to keep doing it again and again to build that muscle memory. Yes, right. muscle memory. You said it. Yeah. Now regarding this happiness, you have been awarded the uh, title of the ambassador of happiness, right? So related to that, like, what is happiness? What is it actually? And how do we stay happy ourselves? and you had said that uh, being happy is good like being good, good does not you cannot strive to be good but then how do you stay happy like in this current world you see a lot of posts related to depression etc etc so how do you stay happy if you ask me what is happiness this clown will not be able to explain to you ever how to be happy i can explain it to you how to make somebody happy what makes me happy making the person across the table happy gives me happiness okay uh, how do i make people happy now i have to look at that and i have devised my own methods to do that first of all recognition of the person where i always give a very standard cliche example of getting into a flight when you're getting into a flight you got your boarding card you yeah. get out of the bus you go to the boarding uh, area where there is a ladder there is a guy standing at the base of the ladder he is not looking at you he or she is not looking at you is looking down you hand him the card he tears the boarding pack half of it he gives it to you one small tab he retains with him right yes his job has ended there he doesn't need to look at your face right yeah but if that time you instead of giving it directly to him you say hello how are you today you not just greeted him he looks up at you who is this guy because for him now he realizes that you don't think he's a robo or a scanning machine but that he now realizes that this gentleman has seen me as a human being as a person who talks and walks and he's asking me how are you which means he is concerned about me i matter to him and anything or to anybody whom i matter i feel happy and he'll be smiling for the rest of his shift right yeah same thing of about saying thank you in india we have got we got a maid culture uh, maid servant culture us abroad perhaps they don't have it but when your maid comes and gives you a baba glass of water or milk or something like that most of us are conditioned not to say anything to her ati ke rakh do thank you not even thank you rakh do if you say thank you you whatever you call her you call her bhai you call her mausi you call her chachi didi aunty jo bhi hai usko thank you bolo she will be so happy ask her aapka beta kaisa hai beti kaisi hai ghar pe kya ho raha hai vaccine liya you asking her you concerned about her right yes you're showing her that i recognize you not just as a person who works for my house you're a part of the family for at least this much time the waiters yeah. who serve us the waiters who serve us the valet people who take our car and bring them back 
That is one typical example. You get inside, you finish a nice meal with your friends, you've blown up 5-10,000 rupees for your dinner. You come back and when the, you give the ticket to the valley, he goes to the basement, gets your car and now is the debate in your mind. How much should I tip him? 10 rupees or 5 rupees? Or perhaps 20 rupees. All of 20 rupees. Right? We normally settle at 10. Okay. Which 10? The dirtiest note in your wallet. You're not going to use it anyway. And that also you very creepily fold it in your hand and give it to him while shaking his hand or taking the key back. The fob back, right? Why? First of all, I would feel I'm a little stingy person. There's no need to tip him. He's being paid for his job. Perfectly fine, right? I don't have to be mean by paying him 2 rupees or 5 rupees. But if I have to give him something and that's what is tip? A tip is an appreciation of what he has done for me. So what I do is I carry small chocolates. They don't cost me more than 10 rupees each. And in the handbag, shoulder bag that I carry is always a bunch of them. Which I distribute at random like this. And when I take out that chocolate from my pocket or the sideboard and give it to him, you should see the smile on his face. Because he doesn't have to hide it. He knows it's a chocolate. It's a legitimate thing. I'm, I'm not hiding it creepily, giving it to him. It's not a drug, say a cigarette or something like that. I'm giving it to him with, with both hands. He takes it. And at times I've had people saying, Sir, aur ek do ghar pe aur ek bachcha. So I give him two. Do bachcha ke liye ek tumhare liye. Right? And just imagine when he goes back home, how much happy he's going to be sharing those chocolates with his children. Or even one, telling I met somebody who gave me a chocolate. I have made him happy is what I feel. He's going to give it to two more people, his children and his wife and the chain builds up. So instead of just giving your, yeah, you're sharing the chocolate, the sweet, like they, they just became happy, right? You're making them a part, you're including them. Just saying thank you is a good enough thing to make people happy. Getting down the bus, just say thank you to the driver. He doesn't expect it. Who, who says thank you to a driver? Why? I've paid that Uber guy. I'm going. My trip is finished. But just try saying thank you to him. And see how much it makes of a, a difference it makes. This yeah. is happiness. Recognizing their human presence is happiness. For them. This is what I feel. Doing something, going out of your way to make people comfortable is also what makes me feel happy. If I get up of my seat in a bus or a train to even offer it to a youngster forget an old lady or a young lady or a pregnant lady or something that I have to do in any case or an old man also for that matter but if I can give it to a person who's carrying a little weight he probably be younger than me if he's carrying some weight in his hand if I offer him a seat he'll be so thrilled and happy that somebody gave him a seat which today nobody does Caring about others, yes. So, caring about them, not not only if they are, yes. you know, they are pregnant or old, exactly. just being... Not only about them, yes, exactly. Yeah. It's just about making others happy, right? Like, you know that they might, you know, need to say they or just that they have, might have had a hard day, but and they want to sit, yeah. So, you just give up your seat. Everybody has a hard day every day. Mm -hmm. We don't know how hard it has been for him, how harder it has been for him or her. But like somebody said, we are all fighting our battles. 
small as they may be. Who knows? Somebody just started and somebody is ending it. We all have our troubles. Nobody is without a trouble or a problem. We cannot make the troubles go away. We can make them easier. The fight easier. Yeah. This brings me back to that uh, Doctor Clown character that we play. Happy Doctor Laughalot, caring clown. Where I tell people, I call myself Doctor Laughalot, but I'm not a doctor. A medical doctor. I cannot take away your disease or your pain. Mm-hmm. But for those five minutes that I'm going to spend with you, I'll make sure that I'll make you forget that pain. I'll distract you. It's a distraction theory or a therapy that will distract you from there, so that for those few minutes you'll be releasing those nice endorphins, which will help the doctor to treat you. The doctors are doing a wonderful job of their own. My job is to aid them. I'm not substituting. Not always that physical cure that you need, right? It's that mental happiness sometimes. Yes. So. like i said all people may not be comfortable with a clown children even adults for that matter some adults are scared of clowns so when you go to a ward like i go to a ward in a clown costume or clown get up doctor laughalot goes to a clown he doesn't directly barge into a ward sit on somebody's chair and start doing show a magic show or show him tricks or something like that no we respect that person's privacy irrespective of his age even if he's a 4 year old guy i will knock on his bed or his board or something like that hello can i talk to you i am so and so if he turns his face around or if he smiles i know what to do why do i do that the doctors like i said are doing a wonderful job but they are so hard pressed for time so when they come to a child at an odd hour but the child is sleeping when the doctor is going on his rounds so the nurse just the sister just comes and says okay so and so bed number so and so this is the problem This is the therapy we are doing. This is the medicine he is getting, and this is the recovery part, right? Yeah. He says, "Okay, okay, okay. Continue this. Discontinue this. Tomorrow you can discharge whatever the situation." But he has to look at hundred other patients. I have come focus only for one person, that particular boy. So giving them that is what time. he should feel. Yes. Yeah. I just so said, I read uh, his name. Yeah, a little time before you had said that when someone's at the hospital, you're only focusing on them and you're giving them time. But while the rest of the people are just there. They are waiting. They are maybe you know just lying down. So, but when you are giving that full your entire time, they feel good about it. Exactly. Yes. Now, and then one you, more thing we do is when we go to sorry, 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 sorry. When I go to him, that particular child who's there, we'll call him Mr. X, Master X. Hey, Master X. Most naturally, we are ten. We tend to ask, "How are you?" That is what we don't. As a caring clown or a doctor clown. person we don't do that because if he was good he would not be there on that bed so instead of that i have a different way of asking i say hey what happened to the doctor why did he call you here so as if the doctor is sick and he this young young boy is the doctor and he's come to treat the doctor then he realizes ye pagal lagta hai aadmi isko kuch samajh mein nahi aata he laughs and that gives me an indication like i told you initially also my magic never works especially when i am in a hospital my magic never works until the child waves his hand or does or says a magic word of his choice or something only then magic happens because he is important his magic is important is his magic not mine that's how you present it it's not anything exactly. yeah it's not concentration is not on what you do but it's how you present it yes 
So related to this, that we are almost nearing the end for the interview. So finally, do you have any advice? Yes. Clown advice. <laughs> finally, do you have any advice for people of our age and how do we stay motivated in what we do? Do you have any advice? Okay, uh, looking at you, Shan. I mean, uh, it's difficult to believe you're a teenager doing this. At my age, as a teenager, I would rather play cricket and go out. That's what I would have done when I was your age. Because these avenues were not available to us. Today, there's so much of a field available to you that you need to explore. Like I said earlier also, you need to explore, you need to experiment, you need to weed out what is doable, what is doable and good. Smoking is also doable. Weed is also doable. It's not good. Right? But yeah. then trekking is doable and good. So you have Hiking to focus on doable what is doable good. and good. Yes. And that makes you happy. Yes. And, uh, and exactly. At the end of the day, it should make you happy and your parents comfortable. Yes. Perhaps if you go on a big hike or a, what is it called? Backpacking trip or something. Your parents really may not be very comfortable with it today. But if they know you are with a decent group or a reliable group or something, they will encourage you. They'll support you. Mm-hmm. Keep your communication always open with your parents. Whatever phase of life you are going through, at whatever age, I'll say, forget teenagers. Keep your communication open with everybody around you, not just your parents. For parents, it is children, your uh, peers, your cousins, your classmates. A little up and little down on the communication matters. If you don't communicate, misunderstandings creep in. Yes, I mean what you have to keep telling what you think, right? You not every time. At like times it might seem rude. Exactly. At yeah. times it might seem rude for the other person you expressing yourself and telling, sorry, what you're doing is not right. But ultimately they'll come over it and around it. Okay. Otherwise, the clown really can't give much advice. Be yourself. And we have. Yes. So, and is there any like us who we can, how we can help you, you know, uh, join you in something that you do and be a part of what you do in our, in our own I was, I was itching for this question. I was itching for this question. <laughs> Since you've been talking teenagers, teenagers, I presume you're 17, 18 or perhaps not 19. Mm, uh, when you 14. hit the age of 18, when you hit the, you're 14. Yeah. That's when I started doing my magic. But you started doing what you were doing a little earlier. Right? Yes. Okay. So as soon as you hit the age of 18, my sincere request to you would be to start or at least think about donating blood. Donating blood platelets. Because this is one commodity that cannot be so, that is not easily available in the first place. So many people depend upon it today. And uh, unfortunately, synthetic blood is not available, which can match natural blood, right? Blood is one. Once you start giving it, every three months you can donate it. Just make sure your blood group is not a negative rare group. Then you've got to be standing by only. Okay. Uh, This is one of the most wonderful things you can do. If you get into something what we are doing now, blood platelet uh, donation which they bleed you, they separate out the blood and the the components and the platelets. 
they keep the platelets and they push back the rest of the blood into your body which makes you a little less weaker and you can recover in 15 days and re donate after 15 days which means instead of donating blood only four times in a year here you can donate at least 20 times in a year so imagine how much help you are offering to others small little way to you know help others every time you donate blood if it is differently uh, separated into three components three different people are benefited out of it so if you start a chain you your classmates your friends your cousins your seniors started just imagine perhaps a decade from now there will be no shortage of blood at all yeah similarly a bit too early but keep always the thought at the back of your mind that this body is something that cannot be so easily recreated in a factory so if tomorrow i pass away i have pledged my family has pledged that i will donate every possible organ of my body for medical use could be transplantation to somebody else or for medical research because by burning this body or by letting it decompose under uh, the soil serves no purpose that does mean imagine you got two kidneys a big liver so many things eyes your skin is the biggest organ you can donate but that is past after you leave and after you leave what is the use of these things make help Nothing. others yeah help others you'll be making so many families happy if you just recently read people uh, one person even donated his uh, son's hand he had passed away in an accident his son's hand was donated to somebody else and transplanted and then when they came to meet they actually said when i me touch the hand i feel my son there can be helpful and like you have passed away but then a part of you still remains still lives on in other exactly. exactly you can connect that is something with... that has to be very strongly promoted blood donation body organ organ donation body full body donation yes so I believe we could go on and on and on listening to you, but we are short on time now. So, Mr. Tulpale, it has been amazing talking with you today, and thank you for coming. I know that you are busy joking around, yes, and <laughs> having so a yeah. And I'm really thankful for having a conversation with me. So, Mr. Tulpale, it has been amazing talking with you today, and thank you for coming. I know you are busy with. you know all joking around and with jokes and it has been amazing having a conversation with you thank you so much uh, shan it's uh, it's a privilege to be with you i mean i didn't know a 14 year old guy could grill me so badly but it was a pleasure uh, talking to you and sharing my thoughts and everything and for the rest of you guys don't forget that's shan's logic that's his uh, youtube channel do follow that do that and uh, you can read what's written behind him also right yes yes yeah can you repeat that for me yeah so don't forget to subscribe and visit my youtube channel shans logic and yes. also listen to my podcast blytox blytox yes. is the thing follow him he's got some wonderful content there thank, thank you, you thank you bye